Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Thunderstorms. If there's a huge bang in a minute and I go quiet, it's because I've been struck by lightning and died. So just fill in the rest of the monologue yourself. You all know the kind of thing I'm going to say. Right, off we go. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by people pretending to be things that they weren't. Edmund, pretending that a peregrine falcon had landed in his bird bath. Alice, pretending she can cope. Ed, pretending he did not need work from home farm. Linda, pretending her back did not hurt. And Adam, pretending he didn't secretly want to be Dougie, the head of the squirrel club. But that's Adam's problem. He will always want to be head of the squirrel club. Oh, and also the words, ah, ee, ooh. No, not Jolene in the shower again. Just lots of people hobbling about in pain. Lindy Bottom, for one. Although at the start, she was sounding much more the thing, which was lovely. Her pelvis has healed, her back's feeling better, and Robert has trimmed her box. So glad you will soon be feeling yourself again, Linda. Then she fell over, hurt her back, and locked herself in the lavatory. You can't really hide chronic and agonising back pain from your nearest and dearest. The desire to smack them smartly in the mush and swear your head off every time you get a twinge is going to give the game away. And even a woman with the self-belief to produce the Canterbury Tales in the rat-infested barn and still inspect people to turn up wouldn't be able to keep that up for long. Linda has had so much surgery and pins and things, she's basically now Meccano, but she can't accept it. Likewise, Adam, who after running over himself in his own Land Rover, is now refusing to take painkillers as they make him feel better and therefore deprive him of whinging opportunities. This week, he managed to hit his leg on the armrest of a chair. How the hell was he sitting? This is not the time for yoga, Adam. He was worrying about home farm, but said he couldn't help as he was elbow deep in baby poo. If you're elbow deep in it, you're doing it really wrong, Adam. Have you not got a book? He fretted about Alish and what kind of havoc she was wreaking at home farm. Then unable to restrain himself from interfering with people who were getting on perfectly well without him, went out to tell Xander that the toy farm he was making was all wrong. Where's your rewilding area, Xander? You'll never claim subsidies with that sort of yield. What is wrong with you? He did a lot of internal monologuing, which was just as moany as what he says out loud. Eventually I'll be rid of this cast. Yep, they're only making you look bad, Adam. The world's least observant man, Chris Carter, had half a beer and was dreading telling Alish. Turned out it was fine, as Alish had only had a half too. Half a bucket of turps. Ed whose internal saboteur is bigger than he is, was being a contrary knobber about doing the home farm work. I really need money. They really need me. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to let them give me a lot of money. Ha ha! That'll serve them right. 
proper Grundy thinking right there, Ed. Well done, you. However, in an unusual twist of fate, which only happened because the person with whom he was negotiating had had half a bottle of famous grouse in her latte, he ended up doing the job and being paid double time. So inevitably, being a Grundy, he'll now run Emma and the dog over in the tractor. Back to Adam again. He prompted a hissy fit from Ian about the possibility of getting a childminder for Xander. Ian knew he was marrying a farmer, but he wasn't expecting the farming out to include his own child. Adam had casually dropped into the conversation with Jenny Darling that it might be nice if she looked after Xander. She looked a bit harassed, pushed her hair back and said, Which one is he? Is he another one of Brian's? Oh no, he's the one that you had with that woman who cleans the caravans. Well, I'd rather not, darling, as I've already brought up 346 children, only two of whom were actually mine. But if you have to add his name to the list, I'll try and remember to pick him up. Ian felt this was a bit of a slapdash approach, so Adam had the revolutionary idea of trying to do a bit more of the childcare himself. As Alice is covering her tracks nicely about the number of oops nasties she's making, he consulted Brian, and they want to offer her a job share with Adam. This is all very well, but at no point did they ask Alice if that was what she wanted. Also, she's only been doing it for a week, and also, she doesn't want the job, unsurprisingly. Who'd want a job share with a sort of moaning ghoul who wanders around clanking his chains while simultaneously triple-checking everything on a spreadsheet and finding it wanting? There was a weird little Just William storyline with nice old Robert who was feeling a bit like a third wheel as Jimus, or William Brown, had apparently got a new best friend to play with, Edmund. They had set up another gang and would not let Robert in, tell him the password, or let him use their binoculars. He said there wasn't even room for Robert in the bird hide, even though Robert said he would sit on the floor and share his licorice water. But as everyone called Edmund from Blackadder to the line the witch of the wardrobe is a wrong one, we should have guessed that he was up to no good, and he wasn't. Jimus was honey-trapping Edmund. God, they must be bored. Robert was delighted that he could aid his best friend and spent hours doing image matches on the internet while his wife writhed in pain waiting for him to pick her up off the floor of the shepherd's hut. And voila! Edmund had indeed faked the photographs and there were more dodgy shadows and wobbly perspectives than on the Kardashian selfie. What will happen now? Who knows? Who cares? Not me, but I'm glad the outlaws are back together again. And we ended the week with poor old Alish, who in terms of the stages of alcoholism is cycling through so rapidly it's like watching the Tour de France. Guilt, anxiety, defiance, cruelty. She was sitting in the shed swigging from a bottle of vodka and saying, it's an outrage that Chris does not trust me. Sniggering at Emma for living in a caravan and then criticising her for being judgmental. She seems to have converted her father's attitude to fidelity to booze. What I want to know is where she's getting all this alcohol from. Clearly not the shop or Susan would have alerted the police, the Inland Revenue and Radio Borchester. If it was a supermarket or the shop on the bypass, she'd be driving there and back. And as she's half cut most of the time, surely she'd have been stopped by now. Oh no, I've just remembered that it's Harrison. Shame speed watch aren't still going. Smirnoff watch could have been her salvation. I mean, she can't be walking with bottles clanking away. Well, however she's getting there, it's a long road back. Poor Alish. Still, this is the Archers. So she'll have a heart-to-heart with someone, probably Debbie, or they'll play the wild card again and she'll spark up an unlikely alliance with Titcom or someone. Then she'll mention an AA sponsor once and she'll be on the BritFit by Christmas. Best of luck, Alice. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.